Then put your little hand in mine There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb And welcome to Groundhog Minute, the podcast where we celebrate the 1993 classic, Groundhog Day, one repetitive minute at a time. I'm your host, Dave. And I'm your other host, Sean. And back with us today, once again, our special guest from the 5th Element and Unlimited Lives Radio, it's Crystal. Yay! It's, it's me! I exist as a human being on planet yes. Earth. Yes! You're real. Damn it, you're real. And we will welcome you to the show, and we are excited to tell you that today we are talking about Minute 92. Sean, give me that summary. All right. I have that summary for Minute 92. Uh, what we see here is... Uh, Gertie and Sarah win Larry with their 25-cent bid. Rita meets Ned for the first time. And we learn that Phil has bought all the insurance. (laughs) (laughs) The insurance store is sold out because Phil bought it all. What a guy. I guess that's 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 my first question. I I guess he hasn't given Ned money yet, but he's definitely signed over his life away to Ned for all all the policies. (laughs) I mean, we can get to that later. I just, I just, you know, it's just one of those things where I'm just like, you know, it, Phil also be like, oh, the day will repeat. And then he's like, well, I'm covered. I'm definitely covered. I'll say that much. <laughs> he is definitely covered. Yeah, I, I got to assume that he, the assumption is that, oh, I'll wake up. It'll be February 2nd all over again. I, you know, I don't need to, I'm not, I don't actually have to pay for all this, but I made this salesman feel good for a few hours. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then he wakes up and he's like, oh, what? Oh, I, I gotta I gotta pay for all that now. Yeah. So that, that's always a scary thing when you do that when you're drunk too. Yeah, <laughs> Where you're like, this is a good idea. I want I want to sign up for this marathon. This is a good idea. That's yeah. fine. And then you're like, two hundred dollars le- later, you're like, wait, I just spent two hundred dollars to do something I don't want to do at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like gym membership. What What am I gonna do with this? What was I thinking. <laughs> Tell people you have it and then not go. pretty much but uh back to our boy larry our man our man child our lovely chris elliott and he's i mean it just goes to show what an amazing actor chris elliott is that i totally believe larry is a complete loser (laughs) but it's all acting because obviously chris elliott is not a loser at all well he's so good at playing a loser He's yeah. just so good at it. He's a level. I remember after watching Cabin Boy, I was oh, like, I do movie. I have a crush on this weird man? I think I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think we all did. I definitely, yeah, I definitely want to hang out with Chris Elliott. I definitely feel like I, you know, you could like get a beer with that guy and hear some great stories. Um, he'll, tell you, he'll tell you all the funny stuff that, you know, behind the scenes. Uh, and then, yeah, second. So, you know, I mean, Buster is more than excited to get this man off his stage. So for a woman to say two bits, pulls a quarter out of the purse, and he's just like, that's great, great, all right, that's over. <laughs> that chapter of my life is done there. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I, I wonder, and I think he's wondering as well, has anyone ever not sold? Like, he seems Whoa. like it's like, wh- what do I do if, like, every, everyone, someone has always bid. There's no script for what's happening here. What do I do if nobody buys this guy? That's that's good. That's a good point because we <laughs> talked about boyfriends and girlfriends and like you know who's bidding on who. Like, yeah. oh, they go up there, I bid on you. But it's and, and I'm sure there's a point where that's that the same people bid the same thing, the same things happen. But yeah, you're right. There's got to be that point where 
some out of town goes up stage. <laughs> everyone's like, I don't know if I trust him. I don't him. know this guy. I don't know this man. I don't know if I feel confident. Uh, 25 cents? All right, I'll get rid of him. I uh, mean, it, so- it makes me sad. I, I think that these kind of events would be great to find out if someone had a crush on you. And it does, as someone that is awkward and not always the coolest person in the room, sometimes, but not always, uh, I would want to find out. That would be my dream. Say you set this back in high school or middle school, I would go up there and then all of a sudden someone would just bet on me and I'd be like, oh my God. And then you could just like start this lovely relationship because someone (laughs) actually loves you. And I wish, I kind of wish that happened for him, but at the same time, we have to, you know, think that Phil's the better, the better human. <laughs> well, I mean, this this may still happen for Larry. He uh, he does get purchased or auctioned or whatever. Someone does buy him, and this is really good, like auctioneering. I don't know if there's a word for or whatever bidding on uh, the actress here. I think this is Anne Haken. As one of the women that we we saw previously when when Phil was changing their tire, but so we saw they were these older women. They both seemed a little interested, or you know maybe a little excited when Larry went up on stage. She's cool as a cucumber. <laughs> she holds out like two dollars. Nope, buck fifty. Nope, seventy five cents. Nope. She is sitting. She is waiting till yeah. the last second. She doesn't know someone could swoop in. Yeah. Maybe Nancy changes her mind. Anything could happen. It's an auction. It's it's anarchy. It's craziness. This woman, she knows how to read a room. She sits. <laughs> she waits. This is like, she's like Eddie Murphy in Trading Places. She's just watching that price go down and down and down. <laughs> and it's 25 cents and she strikes. Yeah. Hmm? And, and Larry now, <laughs> it's like, you're going to have a three-way with these ladies. Ha! And then they're going to make you a big breakfast tomorrow. And then you're going to have to take it all with Tupperware because they're going to give you so much. <laughs> yeah. And hey, that's that sounds real good. Oh yeah, I uh, I got I wish I wish I wrote down who somebody some some comedian did that stand up one where he's just like that's why I love with older women they give you so much leftovers afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be ribbon candy. There's going to be butterscotch. Yeah, I for, I forget, but it, the, 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 yeah, the joke ended with like he's like you won't believe how much potato salad I brought to work the next day. <laughs> I was dying. I was just dying. But uh, yeah. but yeah, that's 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 going to be Larry's evening. Yeah, I mean, it, and she's so excited. I, I'm sure the evening's going to be like opening pickle jars and getting things off of high shelves. And... <laughs> uh, you, how, how, how do you like this, Sean? It's, it's second to the, the kids back. <gasps> I don't like this. Why do you? Why? why do you I don't bringing, like it either. We had escaped. I'm doing my job as a podcaster. I have to point out any time a cryptid shows up on screen. I think that Dave just gets excited that someone creepier than him is there. <laughs> He's like, please. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, de- it definitely puts it definitely puts the whole thing in perspective. It really does. Oh, I love it. It's yeah, so funny. Um, I, this is my next note uh, after the Larry thing when they're walking through uh, when him and him and Reed are doing this like weird handhold thing how they're walking like she's leading him. It's almost like they're doing reverse dance walking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she's yeah. leading well, him, and they're like, oh, we're walking. And then he, like, immediately sees Ned, throws her behind him. He's like, no, I got this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, this is, a, this is a gentleman. He sees, he sees danger approaching. Yeah. And he throws. But it is an odd, like, they're, 
she she's holding Phil's hand and she's leading him. Yeah. But her, it's her right hand holding his right hand. Yeah. So he's not next to her. He's like right behind her. Yeah. Um, which is very familiar. It really is. You know, it's it's not a a coworker producer talent type relationship walking because it's, yeah by necessity he has to be kind of close up behind her. It's like and, uh, putting a hand in the small of the back. If someone that I don't know does that to me, yeah. I'm like, uh, you're not allowed to touch me there. Yeah, I, 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 like I said, HR is a sweating right now. <laughs> HR is like, I don't three hundred dollars. What? They did what? It's just everyone in the network is just like, uh, you know, I don't know. Rita's going to come back to a lot of weird looks. They're like, you uh, spent $300 on the expense account uh, buying uh, Phil. <laughs> buying Phil. It's like, wait, we already own Phil. Like, he already works here. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, but now but, yeah, I like, extra have him. Yeah. yeah. And so, and we get, you get a little, you get a little net here little in your bit. minute, Crystal. Um you're welcome. And, <laughs> well, and it's weird. This I is kind of Ned. Well, I the, I was gonna say Ned is sort of the um, the Hannibal Lecter of this movie. And Please the thing is, like, and, and 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 the way I said it, because isn't Hannibal Lecter is in Silence of the Lamb? I forget the exact number. It's like ten minutes. It's like some really small number, but somehow that character and that performance made this huge impression on everybody. That when you you know when you break it down, you realize how how little time Anthony Hopkins' <laughs> screen time has. It's kind of amazing, and I was looking back on it because we haven't we haven't seen Phil for a while here. Um, Ned, you mean Ned? Yeah, or sorry, Ned? yeah, Ned. We haven't seen Ned for a while. Although actually, it hasn't been that long because we saw him. It's it was minute seventy nine when uh, when Phil gives him the awkward hug. So it's uh-huh. only been twelve minutes. But I was looking back, and before that. So minute 79 was the hug. Before that, it was minute 38. So almost half the movie. And that was, in that minute, was the punch. There's actually only nine minutes of the podcast that includes Ned Ryerson. Okay. He's like, and and, I mean, when I think of this movie, it's the first thing I think of. Yeah. Is is Needle Nose Ned, Ned the Head. You know, it's just, uh, you know, he's, I think, one of the most memorable characters of the movie and and certainly I think that I don't think I'd get too much argument if I said the most memorable part in Stephen Tobolowski's extensive acting career. I mean the yes. guy's been in a million movies and 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 TV shows and appearances and 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 regular shows where he was, you know, regular recurring character in addition to you know the the single kind of pop-ins and stuff. But you know, I think he's really identified Tobolowski and, and Ned Ryerson and yeah, only um, well, and, and it must be less than nine minutes of screen time. I just looked at at episodes of the podcast where Ned appears. And it was only nine, and you know this wow. is the last one, but only only nine minutes of Ned, and uh, yet he's still he's he's a, a cult, cultural touchstone. Definitely. I mean, you said Ned Ryerson, and, and and people know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, Sean, are we are we going to do this move at Denver? Is this what we're going to do? <laughs> This 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 pulp boxing move. Oh yeah. 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 I think that's the, how you guys should greet each other even just, if yeah. one of you just left for a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is kind of cute. This makes me and I was watching this and I was kind of thinking like I kind of want 
like a Phil and Ned buddy movie. I kind of want to see these guys going at it. You know, I want to see more of it. Oh, you know, certainly want to see more of Ned. But yeah, yeah, yeah this kind of what are they doing there? <laughs> and then I didn't real, I didn't even know there were that many different kinds of insurance. Oh my god! And yeah. I used to sell. I actually used to sell insurance. I what? should say that. I don't know if I've mentioned that before on the oh, podcast. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, my I can't my believe first it took that long for you to mention it. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I never. Yeah. Um, I never mentioned it. Yeah, it's uh, my my first job out of school was um, was actually was telemarketing for I think it was Macy's. I was calling up people that had a Macy's credit card and trying to sell them insurance. Oof. Yeah, that that did not last long. That sounds like it would be a real pain. I did not sell a lot of insurance, but I made a lot of friends. So, yeah, that's got to be you know, tiring. To, yeah. To... So I'll, I'll run it down. So Ned says, I have not seen this guy for 20 years. He comes up to me and then he buys whole life term Uniflex fire theft, auto dental health with the optional death and dismemberment plan water damage. The only one of those I don't really understand is Uniflex. And I tried to look it up and I, I, I didn't find anything insurance related. Like I think there's an insurance company called Uniflex, but as like a like as a type of insurance. Hmm. I don't know, Dave. Did you did you look that up at all? Were you able to find anything on that? No, I what I chalked up Uniflex wise is like is that's like um uh that's like when you yeah when you go into one of these offices and they have some interesting like abbreviation name mm-hmm. where like oh you'll get the you'll get the macro you'll get the macro points and macro stands for like municipal auto something something that's how i thought uniflex was was like uniflex stood for some kind of thing and the flex meant like you know it could it could go from year to year and you could uh your benefits could shift and you could you can oh you can move the thing here and you could do this you could raise it lower at no premiums like that's how i when i heard the word uniflex i was like universal flex you know that's all i thought of was just like one of those very basic abbreviations that they try to sound cool to like you know, to act to do that to add it to your package, like well, gotcha. you already got this for an extra five. You get the Uniflex, and this will, you know. Um, but I like the phrase that he comes up to me, which means that we didn't see it, but the ne- but the storyline's different. You know, he he didn't wait in the road for Ned to come to him. Right. You know, he found Ned on the street and said, "Ned, hey, it's me, Phil. Hey, let's go talk insurance." You know? Yeah, this is the new proactive Phil. He doesn't wait for Ned to come. So, and and my question is, and for for both of you and the audience listening at home, so Phil goes up to Ned. We know that he buys a bunch of insurance. We know that as well. Does he slip Ned his sister's phone number? Say, hey, give her a call. Wow, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I wonder that would be an extra fun thing. Yeah, I well, mean, because we know he, you know, Ned dated his sister or his sister Pat a couple times. Yeah, um, you know, maybe Pat's still single, and she's like, "Hey, you know what? Give give old Pat a call. I'm sure she'd love to hear from you." Yeah, I mean, that'd be a nice thing, a nice gesture. Yeah, I I, I immediately thought that, like, you know, I honestly, in my back of my mind, last time I ever thought about Phil's sister was I thought like she probably was married and moved away, and maybe that's one of the one of those like. 
like one of those deep things that like Phil's also bitter about is that like he doesn't have a great relationship with his sister because maybe I always imagine I I still imagine she had like she was the the real she took the nice things she was like the Rita of the family where she looked at the the benefits of stuff and that Phil was being all curmudging when growing up that's how mm-hmm. I saw it as but I mean yeah in this situation if she's like nice but single and yeah. You have a real dark view of Phil's family. <laughs> yeah, it's just something how he, how he talked. How he talked when he was in the car with, with Ralph. Yeah. Just, yeah. you know, the stand-up straight and stuff like that. And just, yeah, I, I know I'm definitely projecting, like, what I think could be. I guess I'm trying to find the reason. I'm trying to find the reason why Phil is so curmudging when it, it doesn't feel like, you know, that his life shouldn't be this curmudging over, you know, over going to a small town, you know? Yeah. Like, there's definitely yeah. something more there, and he just, you know, today today's the day where he complains about the groundhog. Well, tomorrow will be the day where he complains about, you know, the turkey wasn't that great. You know, it's just, he's got something buried inside him, and he's he's got, he, he needs to, you know, he's got to sit down and talk to a, a professional about it. Yeah. That's how I see it as. Right. And I think this is definitely for the, the budding filmmakers out there. And uh, and our buddy George Lucas, um, this this movie shows how much like just less is more. Mm. There's so much we don't know. We don't know, and, and we, we've we've talked about a lot that we don't know why this loop happens to Phil. Yeah, and and Dave, I think you've kind of talked about it more than I have. But that we don't know why Phil is the way he is. Why does Phil need? You know, why is why does Phil need to change or why does he have the type of personality that he needs to change to be happy? We don't know. Could be midichlorians, could be, you know, gremlins, whatever. But I think the movie's better for it. I think if they, you know, if they, if there's a, if there's a Groundhog Day prequel and they explain like the origin of Phil, I think that would just ruin it. I think it works to, for the, you know, the audience imagination of like, what happened to this guy? Why is he so cynical? And then why is the universe trying to fix him or change yeah. him? And, and then we can have these discussions because we don't know. And it just makes it, it makes it fun. I, I think that's, I, I still think about, I think that's why the reason they removed the deleted scene, him putting the poem on the old man. I still think that's a reason why it's, it was considered deleted. Not just like, mm-hmm. oh, it brings the movie down and, Maybe it was planned. He did it bef- somehow before. He did somehow before the the dance, but um, I don't know. I see it as like maybe they didn't do it because it's too like somebody would try to like you know base the whole movie around that. Oh, all he had to do was take care of this old man. No, it's more to fill than just taking care of this old man. Like it was, it's a lot of things to me. That's why they removed it just so he learns his lesson about death, and then he does all other stuff, you know. so there's no solid answer like this is the linchpin this is the Mm -hmm. reason why he is allowed to go to the next day we just see all these nice things he does all these nice people talking to him about how nice he was and we go oh wow he's he's nice and then he goes the next day we don't we don't see you know there's no point where the exposition goes because you xyz this is why you go to the next day yeah as as it is in life you know, you we we kind of we kind of get the hint that okay, he was a jerk and, and an a hole before, and now he's a nice guy and he's charitable and he's doing things for other people, and so he gets to go on with his life and his existence. But yeah, there's nothing explicitly like yeah, ABC. Here's the here's the recipe. Here's the combination he had to work out, and it's like that in life where you're like yeah, if you 
you know, if you do good things, good things will generally happen to you, but there's no, there's no instruction manual. There's no, um, you know, this isn't the afterlife where there's a book for the recently deceased that reads like stereo instructions that tells yeah. you exactly what to do. <laughs> Shout out to Beetlejuice minute. You know, we're, we're not in the afterlife yet. And I guess that's, that's a, you know, you can say that's kind of an optimistic thing to say. That's how you know that you're not dead because there's no instruction manual telling you about, you know, how the afterlife is supposed to go. We're in the before the afterlife. Yeah, there's there's no instruction manual. You don't know exactly what to do or why. And you just try to do your best. And 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 that's Phil here. Now he's finally trying to do his best and and just kind of hope it works out. And if not, he's got plenty of insurance. So where are we going? (laughs) (laughs) That line, that, that line, it's like, it's, it's almost as if he's like, yeah, he wants to tag along to now sell to Rita, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, a new person to sell to. Yeah. Oh man. And and then we, we get the, the callback when Rita says, oh, let's not spoil it. Um, The same line she gave to Phil back in minute 54 when they were hanging out in, uh, in Phil's room at the B&B and, you know, Phil's trying to get close and comfy, and she's like, you know, it was a, it was a good evening, and let's not spoil it. Yeah. But, well, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm a little thick-headed, but I, I feel like Ned picked that up faster. You know, like, what does he mean by, I got that? Like, well, no, you, the point was is, stop bothering them now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people don't notice when they're doing that. Yeah. Well, and, and Ned is so upbeat, because what... Like if he, when he says, I got that, if he really got that, what she's saying is, if you were with us, that would spoil the evening. Like that's oh. not, I mean, she she says it with a smile. She says it in a nice way, but it's not a nice thing to say. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. But he's yeah. like, oh, ha, that's so funny. Yeah. I got it. Well, yeah. he does he, act, does like, he slap his knee? He seems like a guy that would just make, like, she could say anything and he would automatically be like, they're talking yeah. about sex. They're talking about sex. Yeah. Because he doesn't, he probably has no idea. He's He's like, yeah, all right, yeah. He wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, if he heard that she had three hundred dollars to drop on Phil, he would he would be like a shark in the water. (laughs) Oh, three hundred dollars on Phil. I would tell you, three hundred dollars in annual payments. You can get these, you know, these plates with the Uniflex. Yeah. So wait, is she talking about sex? I don't think so, but I think he takes it. I think he's one of those guys Uh. that's like. Oh man, I, I I get it. I get it. They I said it weird, huh? Because then he like howls weirdly. Wow! Yeah. Yeah. I took yeah. it as him thinking they were talking about oh. sex. Yeah. It's like I mean, yeah. It's like uh, uh, Ned. You know, you're a capitalist. You understand. She's got to get her three hundred dollars. Money's worth. Money worth. Wink, wink, nudge, yeah. nudge. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And and if anything, it's kind of fun that you know we do cut to and you go, oh, are they? Like you almost think like the back of your head, are they going to Phil's or her room? And it's like, no, we're we're actually going outside. Like, we're actually, we're gonna yeah. go sit I mean, in the they could snow. go. She's, she's staying at the hotel. They could just go right upstairs. Yeah, in the back of my, in the back of your mind, like you might think that for a moment. Like, oh, are they? Like, you're like, holy, holy crap! Like, they're they're really going to go at it. And you're like, no, they're actually going to have a romantic <laughs> night outside right now. <laughs> of all places, yeah. they go. I mean, what's kind of funny is maybe it's not there. Like, maybe like what I'm what I'm trying to get at is the coat checks behind them. They now have their coats. Where were their coach checked? You know. Check oh it out. yeah. Check it out, Sean. Yeah, they leave without their coats. But then they have. But then they got their coats. Then they got the coats. I like I said maybe the coats hmm. 
or they're probably on the. the I, I always just assume it's a time jump. We don't need to see them put their coats on. Right. They well, they're just trying. They need to leave to get away from Ned. Definitely. And then they're kind of just around the corner, like, is he gone? Is he gone? Or maybe they just go up to somebody like, listen, just don't ask. Here's twenty bucks. Just yeah. go to the. Here's the. Here's the checks. Here's twenty bucks. Just go to the coat check. Give five dollars. Tip the coat check. You keep the rest. Just don't tell anyone we're here. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe That's a deleted scene. maybe they put their coats somewhere else. Well, and well, Rita's coat would just be up in her room. Yeah. Because this is this is the ballroom at the hotel, so maybe and maybe Phil just tossed his his coat up in her room. He too. was he was early. That's the thing. Phil was early into the the hotel, so before they yeah, might have no, opened. Because my theory is that he came in with the music teacher to to do warm up rehearsal. Yeah, the when the band was setting up and whatnot. Oh, so okay. he's been there for a while. Because they mm. obviously trust him enough, so I feel like he was there earlier, so they knew. Oh, he's gonna piano player. So I'm thinking his coat's yeah somewhere loose around the the hotel lobby. Right. right. So, yeah, uh, continuity error. Well, not really an error, but yeah, a thing. Uh, all right, so yeah, so now we have a little bit of outside. We also have it for tomorrow. So let's figure out what kind of notes we have for now, and not you know, and also save some stuff for tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, we do have about ten seconds of you know Phil and Rita out in the snow, and and we can't really see, or at least I I couldn't really make out exactly what phil is doing he's just he's making rita sit out in the cold yeah. which isn't really nice so but he's up to something what i imagine so i saw this movie for the first time unfortunately rather late um i don't know how it skipped me or i i saw it when i was younger but it didn't register as anything for me so mm-hmm. i was so gosh i don't know how old i was this came out in night in the early nineties, right? Yeah, 93. 25 years ago. Okay, so I was. So you were like four. Yeah, yeah, I was four. <laughs> Thank you. Um, they, I think I saw it when I was twelve-ish, and the one part, which is awesome, that I got these minutes because one part that I always remembered was that it looks like he is making a sculpture of a dude because the way the vase is, it looks like mm-hmm. a men's set of pants and a men's back, oh like a man's God. back. Yeah. I can so see that now. it looks like yeah. a flat ass dude with, and he's getting ready to sketch. I mean, uh, sculpt his right arm. So the guy's facing to Phil's right and mm-hmm. he's just sketching a man, like sculpting a man. And I see that every single time. Even though I know exactly what it is, I always see that man body. Phil Phil turns it around. It's the thinker. (laughs) And Rita's like, oh, but why did I have to sit here in the snow for that? Yeah. Why did I have to sit still? I mean, that's the thing is, she probably paid $300 to have a conversation with him, you know? She wants to take him back to the bar, take her up to the room, and just like say, like, hey, what happened between... When I dropped you off, you know, the bed and breakfast the other day, and now, like, you changed. And really, he's just like, hey, uh, let's get our coats. Uh, I want to show you something, you know? Like, God, that must be how the conversation went, because she doesn't really know what's going on outside, you know? She's just kind of like, outside, it's nice, yeah. but I'm, I'm freezing. Like, she probably, and he, she's probably, you know, he doesn't want to ask her a lot of questions, because she's going to distract him from his ice sculpting. Right. Yeah, why, yeah. <laughs> Why is this guy making me sit outside while he makes an ice sculpture of his insurance agent? 
That's bald. Yeah, it's just bald guy sculpting. <laughs> um, let's see. Do I? I think that's. Yeah, I don't want to push anymore. Oh yeah, actually. Oh, I mean, I, I did want to say like, yeah, the, the, yeah. It's important. No one's around. There's like, there's no other bite. No one else is enjoying the outside weather. Everyone's inside dancing, or probably like Nancy, probably trying to avoid like Larry. Mm-hmm. So she's either like she's either at the ball, she's either at the party on the other side. So he just come up to her like, uh, maybe you can like uh outbid me for the ladies. And she's like, no, Larry, you 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 made this this bed and you're you're sleeping in it with with them. So yeah, either Nancy's there or Nancy went straight home and she's like, I'm cracking open Hagen does. I'm not gonna <laughs> think about Larry. Yep, you put on Murphy Brown. Yeah, <laughs> get put up put on my comfy sweats and watch Murphy Brown. Eat coffee, Hagen does. That sounds Murphy great. Brown. That's an evening right there. What's Murphy Brown? Is that like Columbo? <laughs> I'd be watching Columbo. Yeah. Oh, it's a new um, Newsman series. Yeah. So the the only other oh, thing okay. I had for this minute is, um, well, actually, like just just backing up to the to the auction when uh, uh, when the old woman says two bits. Does anyone want to hear about like the history of, of, of two bits where that saying comes from? You want to tell me, and I, I'll I'll gladly listen. Because <laughs> I I'm, okay, I was always curious because I just you know you know that from like the the shave and a haircut two bits mm-hmm. and then uh and then Roger Rabbit comes. Oh my gosh! Yeah, walls. when he's freaking out, he's like, I yeah. can't not. <laughs> yeah, so I was wondering like where does that? I mean, I kind of I I've heard of it. I knew what it was. I never knew where it came from. So. uh you know, I'm a I'm a podcaster here. I, I've got I've got a mandate. I did some research. Um, by that I mean I went to Wikipedia. And uh, so back in colonial days, before uh, the United States was the United States, and we had our own money, uh, we used. Uh, there was a period of time where it was popular to use Spanish money and the Spanish dollar. And the Spanish dollar was made up of eight silver pieces. You'd have eight eight silver pieces to one dollar. And it was also referred to as a bit. So you had eight bits was one Spanish dollar. And so, uh, you know, we have our quarters, but then like, yeah, two bits would be, you know, we don't have in American money. We don't have anything that's equivalent to an eighth of a dollar, but we do have two bits, which is a quarter, which is two eighths yeah. or a quarter of a dollar. So there you go. That's, that's yeah. where you get. That's where you get your two bits from. Yeah. And uh, and then another little bit of trivia is uh, the New York Stock Exchange. I and I kind of knew this, but I had forgotten it. But uh, used to be stocks used to be priced in eighths of a dollar, so they were priced in bits. Wow! Until and and I was kind of surprised when I saw this this time until ninety seven, like nineteen ninety seven, like in, in my lifetime, and then it didn't go, and then it. And then for a few years, they were price stocks in sixteenths, and they didn't go like full decimal until two thousand and one. So now what? it's like you know to the penny. But yeah, up until yeah, because I kind of think I know like yeah, like in in old timey movies and the stock tickers and everything, the prices would be in eighths. But I didn't realize or I didn't remember that it was until um, until after this movie came out. Until four years after the movie came out in '97, that they they stopped doing that. So there you go. Yeah. That's a little. That's your two bit history lesson for today. 
Thank you. Fascinating. I didn't realize Dave, it was Dave that is now regretting the decision to let me talk. Yeah, Dave's I'm asleep. Like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Ah, sleeping, thinking about <laughs> thinking about it, knock at the door. No, um uh black eyed kids. Uh Yeah. And <laughs> you'll never sleep again. Yeah, never sleep again. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. So, Crystal, we want to thank you for being on with us today. Of course. Please tell listeners where they can hear more of you. Sure. The Crystal Beth is my social media, and you can listen to The Fifth Element on iTunes. And if you go to moviesbyminutes.com, I've been a guest on quite a few of those if you are so inclined to check that out. Definitely, yeah. I recently had you on uh, Five Minutes of Mystery. Talked yeah. about the roller. That was fun. We had the same superhero power on oh, accident, man. but as a hero and a villain, and that was insane. I love that. That that was that was a little freaky. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, to to our listeners, if, if you haven't been listening to five minutes of mystery, just you know, what's wrong with you? You really need to take a look at your life and, and the choices you're making. <laughs> um but you know, so go listen to to five minutes of mystery going over the the 1999 classic Mystery Men, five minutes at a time. And then when you get to the five minutes with Crystal Beth, they'll just blow your mind. Your mind will be blown. <laughs> take your shoes take your shoes off because your socks are going to get blown right off your feet. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It really is. Boom. Thank you. All thank right. you very much, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. And we want to thank you. Also, Hi. listeners, we want to thank you for joining us today. And we will see you tomorrow if there is one. Oh, let's not spoil it. Ow! Let them say your hair's too long.